Hi and welcome to Soulscape. I'm Jodie, the founder of Solstice, and today I'm joined by B and Audrey as we are, continue our Arcana series. Our Arcana series is where we use the tarot cards to facilitate conversations about life, growth and transformations. Today we are looking at the 18th card in the deck, which has number 17 on it, because the deck starts at zero. If you've been with us since the beginning, you'll know that card zero was the full, if I remembered right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so today we are on card 18, which has card number 17 on the top, and it is the star. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Sparkly. Catch up on star and put yes. it in your, your pocket. pocket. I love stars. <laughs> Three stars. That was one of the most awkward introductions, not from you, but on our side. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll fine. bear the brunt of that awkward. Yeah, honestly, that was mostly B being awkward. <laughs> As the tone deaf <laughs> member of the group. You're doing great. <laughs> um, I really don't know much about the star. I tried, I did some research. I'm not going to lie, it was boring me a little bit. Mm. I know, weird. So this will, maybe something will come up and I'll, I'll gain some new insight into why. Because I moved on quickly to the next episode. and was like, <laughs> I think, nah, let's just focus on the other one. Perhaps I just, my attention span wasn't in it. Who knows? But I'm excited to see what will come from this. Because I really enjoy, like, the look of it. I'm enjoying, I enjoy, like, stars in general. So I'm excited. I like how B looks really confused right now. But I'll, I mean, I'll let you take it away because you you are the in-house tarot expert. I'm kind of intrigued by what about this bored you. Like, can you talk a bit about your process with that? I think, okay. So when I come into these episodes, I do a bit of research on the actual tarot meanings, but I try not to look at them too much because mm. I you bring that knowledge. And so I want to receive it from you. So when I look at it, I try to get a general grasp and then see what we can bring in that is maybe a different perspective, whether that's a different cultural perspective or psychologically or just something kind of that adds to it in a different way. And I just couldn't find that much. I couldn't get, mm. I couldn't find something that was, that I felt like was worth bringing. So I thought instead of pushing myself to do that, I'll see what comes up in the moment and I'm sure something will spark, you know, no pun intended, sparkle, mm. <laughs> something in me to bring. That's quite cool. Mm? I think that's quite cool. And I think it's kind of maybe quite in line with like where, we are at the point of the fool's journey in this story like post tower because we've just come from the tower and this Mm. is where we are now like we've jumped out of the tower the ivory tower of our thoughts and our expectations of the world which has now come crumbling down and we're now naked by a pond there's like there's not much to it but there's also so much to it which is, it's kind of, it's kind of a laid bare card. And in terms of, I guess, yeah, like, it's kind of what you want to make of it. And that's sort of the point of this. That would maybe make sense as to why I couldn't, I wasn't able to, Mm. I don't know, go in a specific direction. I couldn't find a specific, like, angle to bring in that might be interesting yeah again left it kind of up to chance and to whatever divine intervention wants to come in today as we as we speak but maybe before jody describes the the actual tarot card 
not not Jody, B. sorry, before B describes <laughs> like, actual tarot cards. Jody, <laughs> like, put you on the spot. I was going to say, Jody, do you want to give your kind of initial impressions since you come in blind? Yeah, I've, I've, um, I've never seen this card before and I don't, I've never done anything with tarot myself, but we've had like a play around with tarots here in the shop. I've never seen it, which is interesting because I love a star. I feel mm. like my life's quite full of stars. When I doodle, I doodle stars. Your earrings. My earrings are stars. Oh. The um, logo for Solstice is stars. Mm. Mm. So I'm quite intrigued. And I, I can't get stars. anything. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> intrigued to see what the card means. Okay, mm. well, let's plunge right in. Yeah. Okay, so we're at number 17. Straight away, big star big big star at the top which is the star which sort of represents the glowing orb and the glowing essence of one's true authentic self very important to know where we've come from we've just jumped out of the you know the tower the tower which is sort of you know a false tower built on um unsteady foundations can be an idea can be a concept can be a way of life that ultimately isn't serving us because um it's yeah false pretenses which you know at some point we'll all have to jump out of a tower of you know false pretenses that are of our own making and this is kind of um the glowing aftermath of that so after a period of turmoil comes this period of like rest and reprieve um you know, the ta- if the tower is fight or flight, this is rest and digest, um, which is a really nice state of mind. And the big star at the top is, you know, if you can think of that as like the brightest, most gorgeous glowing orb shaped star you've ever seen, that is sort of basically what exists inside us all at our core level. Surrounding it are seven more stars which represent the seven chakras. She sits in a field. So here we have a woman. Uh, She's naked. She holds two jugs, one in her right hand pouring into a lake and then one in her left hand pouring onto the ground. So the one pouring into the lake represents the subconscious, this flow of intuition And then the one pouring onto land represents um, the consciousness. And so there's this sort of flow of water from conscious to subconscious or subconscious to conscious. And then from the conscious branch, the water rivets off into five different alleyways representing the five senses. Um... Her nakedness is a testament to her vulnerability. Um, She's, you know, she doesn't have anything on her, literally, apart from these two jugs. If I'm correct, is, like, a jug the symbol of Aquarius? Uh, I'm not sure if the... Oh, yeah, water bearer. Water bearer, yeah, because this uh, this card is ruled by Aquarius. Yeah, water bearer. Yeah. Not water bear. Yeah. But water what a bearer. bearer. Yeah. Bearer. bearer. <laughs> is that just my accent? Or is... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. What would you say? Water bearer. Oh, go on. Water bearer. 
Rutabera. <laughs> Um, (laughs) yeah she is the water bearer she's um she's blonde she kind of looks like the woman who's jumped from the tower I believe the woman who's jumped from the tower is also blonde hard to tell but you know if it is her or if this is you know well this obviously is her um she's a lot more serene than she was in our last image um, yeah, because she was falling out of the tower. Yeah, if I flip right. back and I show you. There's smoke and shit. Yeah. And oh, this hands is are up. Yeah. Is that her hair? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a crown. Well, well yeah, there's. I guess the crown is also, there, yeah. and then you've got some hair uh, on either also, side. Yeah, what is gender? This could also be, um, yeah. you know, yeah. anyone. It could be a handsome young man with breasts. With lovely breasts. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, sorry also I turned into like a teenage boy when you said two jugs yeah. <laughs> I was like nice two jugs and then two jugs and then two jugs yeah actually four jugs in this image yeah yes big <laughs> jugs and she cannot lie um oh, no. so yeah this I mean, and then in the background there's um a nice image of a tree with an ibis bird and according to Egyptian mythology, Ibis was the Egyptian god of Thoth, which is its own kind of conspiracy theory unto itself because there's another ta- there's a whole other tarot deck called the Thoth Tarot. And Thoth is the god of wisdom, magic, and insight. Ooh, what's the tarot deck? I knew you were going to ask about that and like I am not qualified to talk about the many many like mysteries behind the Thoth deck but it's a whole yeah it's it's like a another branch of tarot I don't know much about it someone was telling telling me about it once but it's another one that's kind of steeped in mystery perhaps that's sort of one for me to go away and do some research on but I don't have I don't have the answer do moment. people use that that one for set like or maybe I'm, I know I Thoth know. has its own following. Um, um so you have this deck and then and you have the the, you have the Tarot de Marseille as well, which is another deck which has again similar to this but its own kind of law. And for the um, listeners again, which which deck is this? This is the um Pamela Coleman Smith's yeah, the Universal Weight deck. Cool. Um yeah, and then you have the Thoth deck, which is, I think it's a bit more, maybe more Celtic. Yeah, mm. I don't know. It's it, it's mm. it's different. Yeah, and some of the the imagery and symbols will be different depending on the different decks. And yeah. now there's lots of different branches off of decks that kind of break probably tradition of like patriarchal traditions and especially like Eurocentric traditions because in most mm. in all of these really they're white people. Mm. Yeah yeah mm. so yeah yeah mm. <laughs> yeah exactly so thoth is different but there's a sort of there's a nod here i don't know if that's intentional or not um but a fun fact about the well birds in the tarot deck always are messengers so there's a big big connection to the divine here anytime you see a bird in the tarot deck it's you know, conveying a divine message of some kind. So, apparently, an ibis is 
said to be the last bird to take shelter during a hurricane or a storm and will be the first bird to emerge once the storm has passed. Mm. So there's this sort of nod here to passing storms, which is especially relevant because we've just come from the storm that is, you know, the tower moment. Mm. So the main message of this card is that it's it's extremely positive. It's a good omen. It's basically about letting letting things go. Um, so she has nothing. Like she's very unburdened, and that that normally happens. Like after you know we've we've maybe built up an idea in our head and then we have to jump out of it we have to let it go you're sort of left with nothing and it's it's kind of a it's a vulnerable time obviously but there's something like intensely healing about it um after you've been brave enough to make the jump you're kind of greeted with this kind of grand universal reward for your efforts and that's this feeling of balance and divine protection and just the feeling of I guess wholeness that you get from knowing that you've followed your truth and that you've done something you know that you maybe didn't have to do you could have stayed in that tower you could have not jumped and you know stayed with the devil and kind of lived in that misery life but you didn't you did something difficult you broke out of that you know toxic relationship or that miserable workplace and you 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 know now you're laid bare but you're in alignment you did something that was difficult because it can be difficult to I guess move away from these false pretenses because they're so binding and you know we can sort of incorporate the the other the last two cards in with this one but when you do that you're you're sort of you're you're really answering the call of your higher self and this card basically comes as a a nod to to that the universe has kind of seen that and it, it it's a reward and this feeling of alignment of unburdenment slight vulnerability you know it's like oh what have i done but you feel good about it it makes me feel quite calm this card yeah it's that kind of slight like you know main character energy that you, that, you know maybe you get at you know the end of the film where she just has that moment where she's she does that big thing, you know, she makes that move, she dumps that guy, mm. she leaves that job, and then, you know, she's a bit kind of mad, but she's, there's that essence of calm that comes with it too, like that's... Mm. Relief. Yeah, relief. being connected yeah. to self. Yeah, this mm. is, um, yeah, this the unburdening is very much the energy of the star. It's interesting that it's pouring it they yeah <laughs> i think that they're it. pouring <laughs> they're pouring the the jugs of, of water out and i get a sense of like depletion but at the same time their stance is quite strong and it's like almost intentional like i'm offering 
this back to the land. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm nurturing back the land. Yeah. Some, there's some kind of reciprocal process here. And also like something like eco-feminine about it, you know, mm. of like we are one in the same. The ground looks depleted. Like if you look around, it looks almost like a drought kind of desert yeah. scenario. And then you have this pond, this like water that's here to alleviate and add relief and yeah. renewal. And also like reactions happen in liquid like chemical reactions and stuff so i'm thinking about like it's, it's water representing you know emotions and change and also the jugs to me represented putting the fire out of the tower a little bit mm. like the tower's crumbled and there's smoke but and you need you're all dehydrated now the land mm. is dehydrated now because it's been burnt to the ground yeah those are my thoughts it feels quite equal to me like everything feels quite like the other cards, there felt a bit of unrest, or there was one figure that was kind of above others, or mm-hmm. um, it feels very sort of kind of equilibrium mm-hmm. of things, and things are connecting and working with each other, and the two jugs like feel like equally being poured. Mm. Um, like the symmet- the equalness on the stars, the symmetry, it just feels. That kind of, yeah. The symmetry of the boobs. Yeah. <laughs> the jugs. <laughs> yeah, she's, it's like in, in her expression, oh. you know, she looks, I guess, serene. You know, she's not maybe particularly like, ha- you know, happy or sad. She just looks quite, quite focused mm. and sort of quite content with, what she has to do and it's kind of you know it's it's I guess yeah like putting in putting in this work for yourself like it's it's still in this kind of quietly active Mm -hmm. kind of way it's very the stance is quite active yeah but it's kind of going on the water the running it's moving Mm -hmm. there's there's not a stillness there's like you said a quietly active so after something in your life is you've made this big move or something's crumbled or something Mm -hmm. the period after it's kind of it's not just empty there's movement in it It might be calm and it's but there's still that movement of something happening to Mm. move forward to the next thing and it's even if it's quite quiet and calm it's not still Mm -hmm. and there's something about the colors too that it's like pastel Mm. And it almost, I feel like the tower had a lot of color and, and depth and intensity. Mm. And although pastel can be seen as depleted from color a little bit more, it looks a little bit like that. But at the same time, it's still, pastels are very calming mm. and, and comfortable. And I, I guess now I'm just wondering what our star moments in life mm. like well, I remember we talked about tower moments we're like oh yeah we mm. can recognize a tower moment can we recognize a star moment and I'm, I was having a little bit of a hard time thinking about it because sometimes you really remember like the tower moments more mm. because you remember like the harsh the dark the intense the extreme the catastrophic and the moments after where the dust is settling and yeah it's hard to remember those I'm finding at least maybe I can rack my brain yeah 
I normally think like I'm thinking of like hard if anyone's ever had a hard breakup um or yeah I think if I've been betrayed by yeah someone who I thought you know I thought we were in love maybe Mm. and then it turns out that that wasn't the case that that was maybe built on lies or deceit or manipulation then it sort of comes crumbling down and there's this kind of it's slightly chaotic slightly manic you know there's this transition into the star moment where you know you have this kind of manic discomfort but it feels it's like you're you're kind of perhaps grieving the tower moment a bit but there's also this big relief that oh my god like you know Mm. it was it was unstable and imagine if I'd stayed in that unstable tower like I could have died Mm. you know and I'm I'm not I'm still here in my body and there's this feeling of divine protection as well Mm. that the universe will push you out of that tower if you're not going to jump it will push you or it will just knock the tower down and you'll have to crawl out of the rubble Mm. but the universe will be there to to pull you through and to guide you through that transition at all times um you know devastating loss grief you know those moments where the grief kind of subsides for a bit and then you're you sort of remember who you are in those moments that's sort of what the star moments feel like and they can sort of be peppered through any kind of grief process um and i think it's interesting because that's where that's where we start to come into the moon because you know i guess the star is the proper integration of the tower moment if you're able to acknowledge basically what's happened to you in that tower moment and properly uh, integrate it mm. otherwise you know we come to the moon and it's all a bit like whoa yeah. what's going you know did you did you look at that mm-hmm. because you know it's sort Delusion. of yeah because otherwise it's gonna leave this funny feeling in your body and you know if it's not dealt with then mm. you know it's gonna it's gonna rest very uneasy so yeah. this sort of comes even before, slightly before the period of processing mm-hmm. maybe grief and trauma. It's just this feeling of kind of airy lightness. Mm. But we know that we still have a little bit more to go. We still have to integrate the trauma and process it a bit. But this is kind of, this is this lovely moment of just being mm. after something slightly negative, I guess. That's what I get. Yeah. Mm. And as you were saying that, there's something about the clarity in those moments mm. too. It's a little bit more like, oh, I see now. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the water. I'm seeing the sky. I'm seeing the stars. And I was thinking about how stars have, you know, forever been a tool of navigation. Yeah. And looking up at them and figuring out where you are, being able to see and head towards something. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, I guess in this image the person's pouring you know the water and it's very at there's 
a lot of action in it and there's a lot of intention in it. And then right behind them, once they turn around and look up, they're going to see this map of stars mm. where it's almost like the universe is giving them a path, giving them a direction, yeah, exactly. giving them a sign, giving some kind of like, you've you've made it here. Mm. You're safe now. You've made it here. Mm. Still work to come because you need to follow this map in some mm. way. You need to navigate through the cosmos. Yeah. But you've made it here to where you can actually see us. I just got chills when you said that. Long <laughs> goosebumps. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you can see the stars. Yeah, and I, I guess thinking about it like that made it made me more excited than you know maybe I was in the beginning about this card because mm. I think at first I was like, why does it say the star? We're not in the sky here. There's a person on the ground. Like if we're the star, bring me up to the stars. You mm. know. But actually, the star is just, they're lingering behind this person. And if they turn around, they'll notice it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's like that, like, tea towel quote that's like, good friends are like stars, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Just because you can't always see them doesn't mean they're not there, Mm -hmm. you know. It's like, that's the same with us, like that glowing orb, that big star that exists within all of us even in our darkest days, like, it's still in there. Mm. And we might be like, no, it's not. And it's, it's like, yeah, it it's is. It's gone. Yeah, yeah. Of course it is. It's, 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 it will never leave you. Mm. I feel the same energy from it as that card that I resonated with um, right at the beginning where yeah. they're sitting on that... The High Priestess? Or the Empress? Yeah. Which one? Is it the High Priestess? I think the High Priestess. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that same energy of calmness of connecting to self Mm. of being kind of there's activeness but not having to be busy and Mm -hmm. like the sort of running around thing Mm. it feels what is Aquarius all about as a a sign it's about innovation it's Mm -hmm. about forward thinking Mm -hmm. it's an air sign as well it's about community bringing people together I'm not yeah. surprised that like the star slash the star is not only one star. The star is also yeah. multiple stars. Yeah. And Aquarius is ruled by Uranus since the 11th house. So it's about kind of community. You can think about it as a little bit of a rebel, activism, mm. innovator. Mm. Yeah. All that stuff that needs to be done. Yeah. Following the towel moment. That's why they say like the age of Aquarius, like a lot of um, hippies in the 60s, 70s were celebrating the Aquarian like energy, the Aquarian age, because it's bringing people together and, you know. Yeah, this character is very much giving hippie. Yeah. Yeah. The mullet. Yeah. It's kind of a blonde Yeah, mullet. the mullet and the nakedness. Yeah, it's true, like, true, true. Get her to Woodstock. <laughs> mm, yeah, ASAP. <laughs> so interesting. Mm. We're almost at time. We're at 28 minutes. Yeah, so we can start wrapping up. Mm. Unless what? Where are you guys? I guess I guess I do ask this at the end of each episode. But thinking about where we started and where you arrived, and now thinking about where you've landed, where what are you sitting with with the star? What's what's sitting here with you in regards to this card? I kind of think that it might um, bring a bit more of an ease feeling to someone if they know they're going through a tower moment it's like everything might start crumbling down and stuff because after it there's this 
calmness, this um, space where that will hold you to go into wherever the journey is next in a much more connected and calm way. And it's not like you're jumping into nothing and the tower's going to fall and you're just under the rubble. It's like there's mm. this quite magical place afterwards. It's mm. quite nice to visit and go through. Yeah. That's where I landed. Yeah. yeah, it's like a nice nod to, I guess, like the reality of the healing process and, you know, her stance of having one foot in the water, one foot out of the water. We've seen that before with temperance, mm. again, which comes, you know, in this, you know, after after death. You know, it's like after, you know, death and the tower moment, we have these periods of kind of stillness. So mm. she's a lot like temperance in a way, um, using the kind of the intuitive and um, the practical approach you know the intuitive foot in the water and then the practical approach on the ground to kind of get through these situations and yeah I think there's like trying not to think too much about like where we're going next because I think a lot of this is you know it's about being and yeah you know the ability to kind of let you know the ability to kind of let go of everything that's happened will allow like a kind of seamless transition through the next card which is the moon if you're sort of holding on to Mm -hmm. little bits of rubble from the tower Mm -hmm. then you might struggle to get through where we're going next and um yeah that's kind of where I am so there's this you know this thing about just Staying in the star moment as long as you can and practicing letting go. Let Mm. go of that hurt that's been caused to you. Don't carry it through with you. Um, You know, sit with it, pour it out. Pour one out for those who aren't here anymore. Mm. And, which she's doing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, yeah, we can sort of, we can end up otherwise just sort of stifling ourselves a bit and this is very unstifled it's very free mm, um, connection to the senses i haven't yeah. really talked much about that but that's like Oops. being in the conscious moment mm. in the present moment yeah if you really connect to your senses exactly what am i hearing seeing feeling smelling then that helps you be a lot more mm-hmm. present yeah it's a nice that's a nice mindfulness task like mm. three things you can hear, yeah. Three things you can see, three things you can smell, things you can touch, taste. Exactly. Just go around licking things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It really helps to sort of pull mm, you into your body. Definitely. If people are having like panic panic attacks and things, that's yeah. what they say, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Engage yes. all your senses. Mm. Yeah. And it's. I was thinking about where I've landed, and I know. I think when I said in the beginning that I got bored, I think that was too strong of a word. I think more what it is, is it's a really big concept to describe. Mm. 
and like you said be in the beginning there's something about it that's so simple yet so complex mm. and I think the complexity of it made me go this isn't I can't this isn't something I can put into words yeah it's just is there it's there I don't really understand what else there is to say about it it's there yeah you know and that's like the energy I feel like I came in with yeah but the more that we sat with the star the more I feel like I befriended the star mm. and can definitely I guess I might have a bit more of an appreciation because I think it's always been there with me, but now I'm acknowledging more that it's actually there. Mm. I feel like it's hard to see. Like I'm finding it difficult to describe because it's not in your face. Mm. It's just kind of like as the stars are just always there, it's just there, you know? So I guess I'm coming with a little bit, I'm settling with a little bit more intentional like gratitude for this for these moments for the star that's where i've landed <laughs> well thank you uh, so much for listening i hope you en- are enjoying the series so far we're actually almost you know through the major arcana which is very exciting and feel free to go back and listen listen in any order or you can listen in the actual order because it does sh- map out the journey but you'll still be able to get things if you listen in random orders and let us know how you like it you can find us on instagram at solstice london okay how It'd do quite we s- funny actually if yeah. someone listened in a shuffle yeah to see would. what would they bring up and how they almost like they're shuffling the tarot deck yeah. they could shuffle the, the podcast <laughs> that's so true that'd be so fun yeah yeah too many to think about okay how would the star say goodbye twinkle I said, yeah, I was going to twinkle as well. Twinkle, twinkle, twinkle. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. I feel like some people are going to hate us. (laughs) Some people might love it, but I think, yeah, might have some haters. Okay, well, thank you. Like a sound balding. Bye. Yeah. (laughs) Goodbye.